0: Have you ever wondered why Jesus called the 12 apostles? As the son of God, does he really need helpers? Can't he do everything on his own? Of course he can, he is the son of God. But why then did he still call these 12 apostles? You see, he called these apostles to allow them to participate in his own work of salvation, to proclaim the gospel to the ends of the world. And so in working with Jesus, they would have a share in Jesus's salvific work in his, this amazing miracle, amazing mystery. In other words, by following Jesus, these 12 men were ennobled and elevated The image I want to give to you is like a son and a father mowing the lawn together. This father, of course, is holding on to the handle of the lawnmower and steering the lawnmower to where it should go, but the son is also pushing at the same time. So this work together is very much the work of the son and work of the father, but they all have a share in this work, and it is Does the father need a son to to mow the lawn? Probably not. But in allowing the son to participate, the son is contributing to the household, to the home. But what we need to know is that Jesus didn't call these 12 apostles because they were already perfect. Quite the contrary, he called them in spite of all their imperfections and weaknesses. We know Peter's weaknesses pretty well. He was an impassionate man. He was passionate to the point of being impetuous and at the end make a fool of himself because after a little bit, he, he realized how weak he was, and then the fear set in. So for example, when he tried to walk on the water to go see Jesus, after a few seconds, the fear set in and he started sinking. Or, uh, at the last supper, he told Jesus that he was going to die with him. But then, when he was interrogated, when people asked him about his association with Jesus, the fear set in, and he denied Jesus three times. Whereas the other apostles, we don't know their weaknesses as well as Peter. However, we know uh, the gospel tells us that they were often incredulous they didn't really believe in jesus and they had a hard time understanding what jesus was telling them or what jesus was all about and yet thinking about this i think we have a reason to be greatly encouraged because if jesus could use these 12 men with all these shortcomings to do great things he can use us too and he does in fact in he calls us each of us in some different ways so that we can also contribute to the coming of his kingdom, just like these 12 apostles. This is because, by baptism, we have become one body with Christ, as we heard in the second reading, and we have become the people of God. And therefore, we share the same mission as Christ. After all, it is a call of love. As we have been loved by Jesus Christ, we're also called to love, and we are also called to share the love of Jesus. Therefore, we're called to sanctify this world, to give it the life of Jesus Christ, to manifest Christ, so that the world might enter into a loving relationship with him and share in his saving redemption. In other words, we're called to proclaim the gospel We are called to evangelize this world by openly bearing a witness to Him while perfecting our own lives as a witness through the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Gospel. In short, we are to spread the kingdom of Christ. And this is also the purpose of the church. And we, as members of the church, we share this same, very same mission. And in fact, we have the right and we have the duty even to do all these through our union with Christ, the head of the church. And we are assigned these missions by Jesus himself. To accomplish all these things, he even imparted the Holy Spirit upon us and gave us charisms, which are the special spiritual gifts for the good of men for the good of all, and for the building of, of the church. But concretely, where and how do we do this? Well, we do this, we do the these right where we are. You see, we all have different um, professions and occupations and jobs, and we live in our, each our own families and circles of friends. But we are called to expand the kingdom of God right where we are. And this sanctification of the world, therefore, happens from within the world, not only from the outside, but within. We are, in a sense, like a leavens that would make the entire dough rise. So we are like the leavens um, of Christ, making the entire world filled with the spirit of Christ. We do it from within. So where exactly can we do this? I guess the most obvious place is probably the church communities. We can volunteer in our parish. There are so many opportunities and ministries where we can use more volunteers, but also very importantly, our own families. That is why our families are called the domestic sanctuaries. So for example, the husband and wife can witness to each other and to the world this infinite love of Jesus Christ by being faithful to each other, to manifest the sacredness and and indissolubility of marriage. They can also witness to the primacy of the faith in front of their children by raising them as good Christians, instilling them the values of, of Jesus Christ, of the gospel. They can also defend the dignity and the right of the family In front of the whole world, and yet there another place to evangelize is our workplace. It's our um, among our friends, our social circles. In our professions, we can deal, we can do our businesses with honesty and dignity and charity. We can do all these in the value of our faith. So we in the world becomes. We become the light of the world, and we can also reach out to all in our community who are suffering, who are in need, who are in pain, and this way we share Christ to our neighbors and to whomever we we encounter. In summary, we have—we all have the calling to share the faith with others and share this, bring this salvation to the world around us, and this. Ultimately, is an act of love, and how do we how we do it depends on our actual circumstances of life and where we are. But we do all these in um, this spirit of Christ. We infuse it into our community, into where where we live. A great example today of the importance of speaking about Jesus Christ to other people is in the Gospel. You can see John the Baptist speaks about jesus to andrew and andrew speaks about jesus to his brother peter and if this chain is broken somewhere peter the head of the apostles wouldn't know wouldn't have known jesus christ imagine that and therefore we have really good reason to really listen to the calling to listen carefully in our prayer this calling of jesus christ for us to be on the mission to evangelize. And also, it's also because we all have different callings, we need to hear where Jesus wants us to go. So for example, for Samuel, he was called to be a prophet. He was called to be a kingmaker for Israel. He anointed the kings of Israel, and he was supposed to speak the word of God to them. For Peter, on the other hand, it was to become the fisher of men, to be the chief of the apostles. And he also often calls us at a moment when we expect him the least. For Samuel, this call came when he was sleeping. And for Peter, it was probably when he was mending the net between uh, fishing, between two, two trips of going out to the lake to fish. Nevertheless, each of the calls is a personal invitation from Jesus Christ himself. And think about this. All of us are here, are watching this Mass or person in the church, because some people heard the call and trans- or heeded Jesus' calling and transmitted the faith to us. And therefore, our lives are changed in some ways, and we have become Christians. So, since we are, our lives have been changed for the better, are we ready? Are we willing? to change our lives to follow Jesus Christ like Andrew and Peter?